This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the the biggest biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new Titletown. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. Overpowers you with two different pitches. That ball smothered to center field. Harris is looking up, and it is out of here. Tristan Casas with another dinger as the Red Sox surprise the best team in baseball, sweeping a mini-series away from the Atlanta Braves at Fenway Park on a steamy, if not heat-domed, July evening at America's favorite ballpark, your final five to three good guys against the former team that used to play in Boston. That coming on the heels of the Red Sox beating the Braves in the first of two, seven to one. Brian Bayo returns from paternity leave, pitches well enough to help his team, gives up three runs in an inning, but he gets the job done. The bullpen comes to the rescue. The bats were big. They were equal to the task against Spencer Strider and his power stash and his absolute monster quads. Your Boston Red Sox now in fourth place. That's right there in fourth place, clearly ensconced, at least by one game, over the New York Yankees, just seven games out in the American League East. They are in the wild card hunt. They are in a legitimate pennant chase right now. And Andy Hart, as we begin breaking Boston for Thursday morning, July 27th, 2023. I still have a little bit of the heat crazies after we sweat ourselves silly at day one of Patriots training camp 2023. I think, I think Andy Hart, this team shouldn't just even be considered a a possible pennant chaser or a wild card team. This team, which is 22 and 12, the best record since the middle of June, 2023, since the end of June, 2023, rather, I should say. They have the best record in baseball. They're hotter than a pistol. They just won two out of three against the Mets. Two from the Braves as well. This team, put it this way. At this point in the season, I think most Red Sox fans probably thought when you'd be saying, bye, Heim, it would be farewell, GM, that no one in town seems to really like, as opposed to telling him what he needs to do, which is go out and get one more pitcher and help this team secure a playoff spot and make a run. And by the way, 
you're not going to be able it's not going to be that easy because last night andy the los angeles angels of anaheim who play near the other disney park and no one really cares about with their fake waterfall but the two best players in baseball they just acquired according to jeff passan lucas giolito from the chicago white sox so they're going to keep otani he's not going to be available for the orioles or the yankees he's not coming to anyone else's rescue Sox need to buy they need to buy andy they need to make a move now because they are in it to possibly win it. Yeah, and imagine how good they'd be if they didn't lose a series to the A's along the way here post oh, No, I'm on. not doing that. I, I'm not doing that. We're staying positive. We're staying positive. They're on a roll. The Braves, we thought the Braves are better. Oh, they're a first-place team. Oh, that's going to be the hiccup. Okay, I'll give them credit. Now, they're in a dogfight because you you're right. You check the standings as I do, and uh, because I like to know whether Red Sox are in last place or a little bit out of last place, because mm -hmm. that's where they've been all year. So they're in the little bit out of last place portion of the chase for the wild card. But the Angels, only two and a half games behind them, and as you said, are making what I believe might be a decision they will regret down the road of mm -hmm. being buyers and not selling arguably the most attractive commodity in, in the history of baseball in Shohei Otani, and yep. therefore potentially losing him and giving up the prospects that they just traded. But Whatever, that's a team that's going for it. That's your competition because they are right behind you in the wild card standings there to some degree. So I, I the, the team on the field, whether it's been voicing it mm -hmm. or, you know, snarky comments about the A's series aside, on the field has shown that they should be invested in, that they yeah. are going for it here. Now, again, I will always debate or wonder what, how that marries up with Heim Bloom's two-year plan, five-year plan, six-month plan, whatever it may be. But he is already the benefactor of, of this team because yep. you said it. We expected to be talking about Fireheim Bloom, yes or no, right now. Late, late July, early, early mm -hmm. August. He even let Bloom make the decisions. Who's make, And now he is accepted as the decision maker. He's accepted as somewhat uh, stabilized or solidified as the guy running the Boston Red Sox baseball team, as John Henry once famously said about Larry Lacchino. And I think he has to be somewhat aggressive. You know, yep. like, I like to tell my hitters when I coach, well, sadly, when I used uh -oh. to coach. Oh, hold on, watch out, folks. Back, back in the day when Andy coached, we may get a little feel, we may get a dad, you want to have a catch, feel the dreams tear yep. out of old grumpy bit. heart. But, you know, I used to tell them, you go to the plate, aggressive, not stupid, right? Be aggressive within the strike zone. Be aggressive within the at-bat, but not stupid. We're not chasing pitches here. Like, let it come be to you. Aggressive. Don't don't be stupid. Yeah. Perfect. I love aggressive. it. Perfect cheerleader. <laughs> High school cheerleaders everywhere. Take it and run with it. But I think that's what Iron Bloom needs to be right now. It's aggressive, but not stupid. And I think right. the Angels are bordering on aggressively stupid in what they're maybe i'm wrong maybe they go on no, a run maybe no. they win the world series i don't know but they have to be uh, careful yes okay you have to handle it sort of like you know oftentimes people look at it you know we're always one to want to pull out culinary metaphors and whatever else let's oh, look yeah. at it like this is a poker hand right now heim bloom may have to sit out a couple of hands he may have to get a decent hand but f uh, hold and then fold because he's got to wait for the right hand to come up that he feels like he wants to invest in i mean Straight up, the Angels were basically just dealt like uh, pocket tens, and they were like, "That's it, all in," because they've got. I mean, they're they're going they're going all and giving up their two top prospects. So, in case anyone missed it, overnight, Jeff Passan reported the Los Angeles Angels are finalizing a deal to acquire right-hander Lucas Giolito and right-handed reliever Reynaldo Lopez from the Chicago White Sox in exchange for catcher Edgar Caro and left-hander Kai Bush, two top prospects. 
So again, they're only prospects. You don't know what they're going to turn out to be, but we know Giolito is pretty good. And we know uh, Ronaldo Lopez ain't half bad either. So they're going for it. This is it. Like they are clearly sending a message to their fan base. We're not moving on from Shohei Otani. We had a chance to basically reset the entire organization by dealing him and moving on. And we don't even necessarily believe he's going to resign, but we owe it to you. We owe it to ourselves to go for it. They may be a disaster going forward because now not only will they lose Otani in the process, but they'll also be without some of the prospects they would need to build around. Well, I, I think they were probably approaching it as because one of the um, pro Otani trade talks in other cities was if you get him in your city and you yep. get him in the playoffs and he gets a taste of the buzz of mm-hmm. the postseason, even if you're not one of the West Coast teams that are considered favorites or whatever, Boston, for example, like if you get him in Boston, you make the playoffs and you give him a All taste right. of Fenway Park, maybe that lures him into signing a deal that he might not otherwise have considered. Well, I think the same can be said for the Angels. They're his first love. He chose mm-hmm. them the original signing period when he could go wherever he wanted. Love. Are they doing the same thing? If he gets yeah. a taste of postseason play in Los Angeles with Mike Trout, maybe he goes, wait, we could do this every year. Why don't I just stay here? I like it here. I'm comfortable here. It works right. here. So I think the Angels are not only investing in a playoff run. I think this could be seen as an investment in keeping Otani or trying to keep Otani long term. And I give them credit. for If you're an Angels fan, mm-hmm. it may blow up. But I love it. It's a little bit like I approach the the Celtics trading for Kristaps Porzingis and you get rid of Marcus Smart. You, like, I think Brad Stevens put his big ones on the table and said, we're going for it here. We're trying to win this. We're signing Jalen Brown. We're going past the apron. I think the, the, the Angels are doing that. They may be trying to keep Otani not just for a playoff run, but for a long run. And you have to be happy for that. You cross your fingers and hope the ceiling doesn't collapse on you. Exactly. The best chance they have at signing Otani wouldn't just be hanging in there, not dealing prospects and saying, okay, well, we can get him next year. We believe here's our, here's our one, two, five and 10 year plan. You need him to taste playoffs. You need to get some success. And the risk reward factor could be massive because don't forget Giolito also uh, he's 29 years old. He also is set to hit the open market. So you could re-sign Otani. You could re-sign Giolito. You could re-sign both, or you could re-sign, re-sign neither. Ooh, and that, then that, that last one's not good for Angels fans. Yeah, that, no, no, no. That last one is definitely not good for Angels fans. On the season, real quick, let's see Giolito's stats. He is 6-6, six and six, uh, 3.79 ERA and 21 starts. He's got a 1-2-2 two, two whip. Uh yeah, he's got its power arm, 121 innings, 131 strikeouts. Like he, for all we know, he may be energized by the move getting out of the tire fire that's been the Chicago White Sox this season, going to Anaheim and now being around the two best players in baseball and say, hey, let's do this. Let's make a run. So we might be looking back two months from now at this saying like, hey, that was the right move for the Angels. Now, as far as the Red Sox go, they need to try to find if you can't get Giolito, now he's off the market. They need to buy smart. like. Don't swing stupid. And at this point, who, Coop, we'll, we'll look to you because I know you have to keep your eye on the market for all the baseball is boring and Red Sox booth broadcast action and beyond. Oh, who may shopping. now move it? Who may, did, he yeah, just, um, did you just say baseball is boring? There's an Base- isn't. I think you said baseball is boring. Did no, I, no, no, I, I, I run the rival podcast to Brad for uh, baseball is boring. <laughs> Despite loving it, I like to point out its flaws. Oh, so he, he he works for at sad bro, who is like the bizarro version of at Bradfo. Yeah. Uh, and and tro- <laughs> Freudian slip there. Sorry. So, Coop, 
who may now like slide into the best available or most coveted arm on the market that the Red Sox, maybe the Orioles and a couple other teams may chase. Uh, so what I've been noticing is a lot of teams going back to the well and digging up guys that they once had. I mean, the Dodgers now have like a full staff of guys that they once had and then also Boston Red Sox players. Mm -hmm. So everyone's big and happy. Uh, mm -hmm. Eduardo Rodriguez. He is someone that is still out there. He's someone that still very much exists despite kind of falling off the face of the world going to Detroit. Uh, but he's been having himself a decent season. He's someone that is leading that like starting rotation, but they're not really getting a whole lot out of his starts because there's not a lot around him right now. Can I ask okay. a sarcastic, snarky question? Two-parter yeah, here. Does he still okay. tip pitches, and does he still miss every other start with a knee? Oh, well, you, you'll forget that oh. Eric Gagne cleaned oh. that up in the World Series, <laughs> of all people. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, he's he, it's not, like, the biggest move to bring in. But if you look nope. at the starting rotation, it's kind of Two like, years remaining after the rest of the season, correct? Correct. So Lots you have of, him I mean, locked okay. up for the next two years, which is good, and you won't have to sell off a whole lot. And as of yesterday, Fangraphs released their top 150 prospects in the MLB and the Red Sox currently have 10 now within that. So everyone that's kind of like, Oh, I'm bloom hasn't built up the farm system. Well, don't say that too well or too fast because a lot of the draft uh, picks that he has brought in in the last two years are now within that top 10 for the Red Sox. Zantello being one of the guys he shortstops that he drafted this year. Uh, Zantello, no one's connected to him. He's a good kid. I saw yeah. him do his like Fenway debut last week. He hit the ball well, but it's also like we have so many shortstop stops it, within this position. They have a load, a surfeit of shortstops. Exactly. So like, except Boston. Heimblum yeah. is now in this position where. Except on the current baseball team, right? Yeah. 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 Lots of them. It'd be good to have them up here. Okay. But, but uh, he I'm is now in the position where he can move prospects. And this is what everyone has been waiting for. But will he? Will he? Will he? He is a gun. position where he could spend, but he don't. Coop, I am so detached from any of these possible shortstop prospects. Zantello could be the name of a restaurant Andy took his wife to a date on. This could be the name of a hairdresser, a magician. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Don't, do not care. He could be. That's the, the issue with baseball, though. Like, that's what kind of sucks. It's fine. like you draft all these guys that are like you're told they're good in the moment, and then like three weeks later, you're like, oh. What? But but okay. Who's that? But look, so e if Erod becomes an option, and obviously he knows how to pitch at Fenway, he's familiar with the area. Um, you do get him for like two and a quarter seasons if you have to deal away, like we'll say Zantello as a prospect. Surprisingly, Andy on the season, only six and five wins and losses aren't aren't what we need to focus on. In 15 starts, a sub three ERA, uh, 88 innings pitched, 91 strikeouts, a whip of 1.03, and again. This is, I know Comerica can be a pitcher friendly park, um, <clears throat> them some big confines, but like those are some of his better numbers. If he can yeah. come in and pitch something to the tune of that, you don't give up anything that you feel in the farm or especially on the major league team. Again, lots of shortstops where we don't know, not a lot of shortstops where we are focused right now. I think that's a great move. And, th and that may be what you need to hold ground with an offense that is surging. We opened up. Uh, Today's Breaking Boston with the audio of the home run from the ESPN broadcast of Sox versus Braves last night uh, with Tristan Casas, who is just absolutely on fire of late. Yoshi is on fire of late. Uh, the offense, on, you're getting nothing from Verdugo these days. If you get anything from him, if he starts hitting the way he did in the first half of the season, Duvall, uh, and let's once again remind everybody, 
the cavalry is supposed to be coming. You got a couple of arms on the cheap. Um, who knows what they'll be able to contribute in the Kike Hernandez deal. I was shocked they were able to get anything uh, for Kike considering the way he played this year, but he was an asset that was more valuable to the Dodgers because he had success there and they like him and he likes it out there. Uh, they signed somebody on the overnight. I don't think, or they traded for somebody on the overnight coop, like some left-handed reliever. I don't think that's going to matter much in the Bradford grand did have that. Let me dig that up for you real quick. Yeah. Um, but if you can go get a starter with the way the offense is hitting, with the way Bayo is pitching, now you hold on to Paxton Andy. This gives you a chance to convince him to sign like a team-friendly two- or three-year deal to finish up things here. You steady your rotation with Bayo, Erod, Paxton. Now you've got three quality starters in the rotation that you can add to. And if said cavalry does come in the form of Whitlock and Hauk, I'm not even looking to sail, and you get Trevor Story back in the next 10 to 14 days as well, that's worth a playoff push. Like that's a team that that's a legitimate team at this point. Yeah, I am. I am buying in the positive right now. I don't know. Uh, and then we see Terp gets the tweet from Bradfoe up uh, right-handed pitcher Mauricio. Now, yep. Excuse me, who you just called Coop Terp. So now you've oh, crossed podcast sorry, producers. I was focusing on the, the double L. So that means like <laughs> Yama Yama red pajama. Or is that a Yovera or Lovera? I don't know. I'll, I'll say Mauricio Yovera. Yovera. Oh, from the Giants, who they're playing this weekend. Now, they have an off day today, Andy, and then they're on their way out to the West Coast to take on the Giants. Uh, and they gave up uh, Marquez Johnson. Oh, big Johnson going the other way. Oh, big but lost. biggest. <laughs> big lost. Uh, but the uh, big news, uh, the club has transferred right-handed pitcher Caleb Ort to the 60-day injured list. So Get him out of here. I'm fine yeah. with that because, as I said on opening, Get him day, out. not pitch again. <laughs> No, I'm not a fan. The mo- <laughs> the best news is Caleb Ort will not be giving up 700 foot home runs for the Red Sox. Sorry to the Ort family, but uh, yes. I'm all set with him. No, I this this team and I opened with it. Is this another one of those sucker sucker bets? Because I feel like the Red Sox have been a sucker bet all year. Every time, just mm. when you think you're out, they pull you back in, kind of thing. But just when you think they're in, they kick you back out. That's who they've been all season, and we are on the verge of August. It's not like a small mm-hmm. sample size, but. I've talked about it, Casas. If he's sustainable, if this is who Casas is going to be for the rest of the year, that's huge. If Duran keeps doing what he's doing, yep. that's huge. As you said, Verdugo has kind of fallen off the map after being the guy early in the year that was sort of mm-hmm. the offensive uh, epiphany or whatever. I I want to buy into them, and that's where I think Heim Bloom. The move he makes isn't just for the ball club. I think there's a, a boatload of Red Sox fans that are where, are where we are right now. You know how Mac tells us we have to be where our feet are? Well, my yeah. feet are squarely planted, one on each side of the line, in terms of buying into this team or thinking this team is a fraud. So Heim Bloom can not only push his team over the top, he can push me over the top as a fan and say, okay, he just did something that makes me jump to the I'm a believer side, right? Everything's awesome when you're part of the team. Push me to that side. So... I love Coop's idea, Erod, despite my, you know, questions about his history of knee problems and tipping pitches. You know, I'd, I'd take it because that is, as you said, Fitzy, it's probably not going to cost you a ton. It's adding a guy who's pitching well, who you know, he knows you. There's a comfort factor there. Go for it. Go for it, Heim Bloom. I dare you. I double mm-hmm. dog dare you. And also, can I just, uh, I would just like to point out, there may be no like that you have a season right now where a guy like Justin Turner, who you brought in 
to basically be your J.D. Martinez replacement, but also try to add some of the intangibles and veteran presence and leadership of Xander Bogarts and whatever else may have been lost in the clubhouse during the offseason. Not only is he a steadying presence for the team, great with the media, this dude is on an absolute rip this season. Did you know? Listen to right now, Justin Turner on the season, 16 dingers, uh, 66 ribeyes, batting 290. Like wh- he's having a tremendous, these are the kinds, he's having a career year at the age of 38. Like this isn't just, an, uh, it may be anomalous. It may be just because he likes, you know, hitting at that, the, what is he, what does he call the monster? Like the big, the little big green thing. Um, like, the, uh, yeah, he likes to take advantage of that short, big green thing. Great. Um, there's an odd mix of chemistry on this team, Andy. And Absolutely. I think it's somehow right now, while the experiment is working, you got to try to find just the right guy to add to it. It may be somebody who's been there before and done it at Fenway in the form of Erod. Good suggestion, Coop, not Turp. We'll see what uh, Justin Turpin wants to add to the team later. But <laughs> uh, so what do you think, Sox fans? No longer buy Heim. I think he's sticking around for a while. It's buy Heim. You need to buy someone to help this team. On Breaking Boston this morning for July 27, 2023, we are in on these Red Sox. Two out of three against the Mets. They just took two in what we said was a pivotal stretch during that nine-game run that uh, management, uh, Sam Kennedy, talked about last week on the Greg Hill Show. A pivotal time. The Sox are showing up. Now let's hope ownership and management shows up and get someone to show up in the form of a pitcher to bolster their ranks. Let us know what you think, folks. He's at Jumbo Hart. I'm at Fitzy GFY. Each and every morning here on Breaking Boston, we give you a hot cup of what's going on. This is the little micro form podcast sports radio show to get your day started right. Let's go Red Sox. Let's go Heim. Let's go get a pitcher. And of course, don't forget to follow uh, the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, where we will be giving you all the latest coverage from Patriots camp and everything else going on in the wide world of football. For Coop, for Hart, this is Fitzy. We are breaking Boston, and we are hoping the Red Sox add an arm sometime soon. Go Sox!